0: This is this is the In the Black podcast.
1: In the block, bro. <laughs> and it's down one of the this best is. podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all words.
2: Man, this week has been beyond.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Yes, this is one of the reasons
2: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. fucking, fucking yeah. hate you so much. Mm. Nah, man, but this week has been an, an, an interesting week, man. The, right. I guess it's fascinating is the right word for the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that Patrice O'Neal uh stand-up where he talks about how men don't want, they want to be alone, but they don't want to be by themselves?
3: Uh, probably. I've seen just about all of his uh so he's one of my favorites, so I probably yeah. have seen that, I'm sure. I probably I've seen yeah, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I saw it earlier and I kind of got into, I've been in my mental space this week and that thing rang, that that stand-up, that skit, that segment ran out, rang out to me like nobody's business. Like I'm in the middle of trying to do a bunch of things, not including or not including the podcast and all this other stuff, but even in my personal life. And I needed to be in my space. I wanted to be left alone, but I didn't want to be by myself. And then it just got me thinking, right? Like how mentally and emotionally exhausted I get engaging with people so quickly. And it makes me. I had to take a step back and say, "Is is that? Am I weird for that? Because to be honest with you, like, you engage in doing all this social media stuff, and after a while, like after a while of just talking and chopping it up, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And it's hard to get back
3: though, right? What do you mean? Does it depend on what your objective or your motivation is for why you having these conversations, that would depend on how much it weighs on you. If you're just having conversations where you just kinda bullshitting with people and just throwing jokes or whatever the case may be, I can't imagine that would weigh as heavy as if you have other intentions. You know what I mean? That makes
0: no, sense. I, 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 well, I mean being a part of the media or being one, are the It's very yeah. hard. I mean, I can say that from experience. It's very hard
3: right. to to separate,
0: to to, to, to to quote unquote turn it off. Mm. You know, like the, the report. Like I drive my wife crazy with the reporter shit. You know what I'm saying, um, <laughs> I'm always asking the, the who, what, where, why, and how <laughs> of a situation. You know what I mean? And, uh, and she's like, you didn't know everything. But um, yeah, same thing, man. But that can wear you out. That that kind of mm-hmm. that, that, that kind of uh that, you know, versus having a, a a truly leisurely conversation. But you know when you're when you're you trying to absorb information and find the angle
2: and get the background and you know you can drive you a little crazy. Dude, I don't I don't know. Even with family, I can be the same way, man. I mean, I can go yeah. to the holidays with my family and my wife. Knows family me. can be
0: exhausting awesome for anyone. But
3: do you go into the holidays with the, the intent of playing a particular role during the holidays? Good question. Are you the one who has to make the decisions to have to protect who uh-huh. is looked to to be a certain way or a certain thing? Uh, Or because in some instances, if you're that one person who is always the one who leads, no matter the situation, particularly with family, family gatherings can be exhausting because you don't have the level of autonomy and freedom just to be on some. eh, I don't have to be this particular person. But if you've been playing a particular role for a particular amount of time, I could see how that would be exhausting. But if you just like, you know, hey, it's my family. I'm going to go when I want to leave when I want to. I don't have to be a certain way or play a certain role. The question is, what role do you play in your family? Are you always the one like in my family? I'm often the one that when things are going awry, I'm the one that folks call on and look to for answers and support, knowing I'm going to always be there. But I've also developed a mechanism where I can be the one to be like, fuck all that. I ain't doing shit Uh, in spite of that role. But if you haven't gotten to that place where you've developed that ability to exhibit a certain level of freedom uh, and that you have to be a certain way in a certain role all the time. Yeah, I can imagine that shit would be exhausting. So that's why I ask, who, who do you have to be? Who are you when it comes to those family settings?
2: It really depends, man. I think it depends. Well, for me, anyway, it depends. Depending on what the function is and what, the I guess, the, the, the circumstances are. Now, when it comes to my immediate nuclear family, um, I'm the oldest. So all those expectations that involve being the oldest are, are there. Um, but at the same time... Even if there, I find myself, even when there isn't the, the immediate presence of responsibility still being like, no. Nah. like I, I know for, for, for a fact, if my wife and I were going out and we got to go to a family function or we're going out somewhere, Right. I already know that I'm three hours tops. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to engage with people afterwards.
3: But what and is I'm it about those jump. three hours that that gets you so wiped? What happens? What takes place in those three hours that makes you so wiped out? Is it just the the conversation? Is it the engagement? What is it about those three hours that what's the root cause of this that makes you feel that way?
2: I, I don't know. I think it's. Mm-hmm without being, doing some without doing in-depth reflection at this point i feel like sure. it's the combination of all of that and by the end of those three hours i'm like okay i'm well, ready to go home and be by myself I like true. Sure. like i find myself very often not wanting nah, i mean i've seen older i won't say older. i've seen other people also, say similar things. Now, the older I get, and they're like, nah, I'd, I'd rather n- not be out and about, even mm-hmm. if it, would, it is with family. I'd rather just be at home." You I know? think.
0: I mean, I think as we get older, I think one thing we realize that we kind of have to do is, you know, even that even as we claim to know ourselves, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we experience different settings and different situations, um, we also find that you Know as much as confident as we say we are, we can find ourselves suddenly playing very neat roles in very specific mm. settings. Mm. You know, mm. we, th- we, we think we're the same guy going from this circle to this circle, but then your wife oh, will yeah, tell you, Your, your yeah. wife will tell you, like, no, no, you were you're a completely different guy with these guys.
3: Oh, yeah, oh, you, yeah.
0: You, you, even, you, even walk, you even walk different with these guys. Oh, yeah, you, br- you breathe different with these guys,
3: mm.
0: you know. And, yeah, that's and, cool. and sometimes we don't realize the niche roles we start playing in our lives and sometimes we have to, we have to stop and say wait a minute you know i think I, I think i need everyone to accept the day one guy <laughs> for real because i don't need to be this guy for this for this group and this guy for this group so, you know <laughs> that's why i felt that certain times mm-hmm. Especially with this, you know. mm-hmm.
2: interesting interesting i think that it's part is for me it becomes i think it i i think i turn it into a weight and this is just me doing like spot on reflection at this point Mm -hmm. because i'm literally one like i said within a few hours i'm ready to be done with everything and everyone and i know that my wife is more engaging than i am typically and with the kids it's imperative that we become engaging getting out Socializing, those sorts of things. And I don't want, to be very honest with you, sometimes I don't want any parts of it. But I know for the sake of family, for the sake of peace of mind, for the sake of my kids, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do that. And I know that by the end of it, by the end of it, I'm like, (sighs) okay.
3: Nope. Not doing it. (laughs) Nope.
2: What do you mean, nope?
3: I'm not doing that. You, you I'm not make sacrifice different. for
2: your wife, for your kids. No, that's I don't. I, I don't think that. that's. Do that I don't think
3: that's. Hold on, hold on. I don't think that's necessarily a sacrifice. A sacrifice for me would be allowing my wife and kids to go to the event, arrive to the event, spend some time there at the event before I get there. That way, when I get there, they're already in the process or near the process of being ready to go. But that's, but again, that's a conversation that I oh, have with what? my wife what? beforehand what? <laughs> because she hold knows, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So like, h- you know particularly the party, people that hold on, hold on, I'm not on, fucking hold on, hold on, with, hold on, hold
2: on. like, yo. You know the party's four hours. Let's go to a birthday party. You know the party's four Bruh, hours. the
3: party's four hours. Elgin's showing up two hours late. <laughs> or not two hours late. I'm not showing up two hours late. I'm showing up two hours later. And I'm going to come in. I'm going to socialize. I'm going to hang out, engage. But we know that there's two hours left of this party. Y'all wanted to socialize. That's part of their personalities. That's part of who they are. That's not who I am. But I'm willing to compromise by actually participating. I'm just not going to participate and then get in the middle of the event and withdraw and dip off to myself. Oh no, I'm gonna give you a full two hours and be ready to roll. And my wife is gonna be like, Okay. So we're the look.
2: The, okay, so we're slightly the reverse because what I will do, I will go, especially when it comes to like family outings and things like that, mm. I will go with my wife and kids. We'll go drive separate. We'll go. I'll go with my wife and kids. We'll get there. I'll be there for an hour, a couple hours, whatever the case is, and then I'll break out early. I don't stay there the entirety. And I've always culturally coming. I mean, Nigerians like to start shit late all the time. But when you're, <laughs> but when you're, when you're of a, uh, what do you want to call it? when you're of uh of a certain age group it's not expected of you to to come late so i'll get there early or get there on time (laughs) do what i need to do and then be like all right it's time for me to it's time for me to go yeah man i've just been reflecting on that because i i felt like am i being a debt not i don't want to say a detriment but am i making things more difficult than they need to be and at what cost like for my Peace of mind, like where does that line need to be drawn? You know what I mean? Because I was, uh I had a, a meeting with a couple of guys at work the other day, just talking about trying to find different ways. To, I want to, I'm trying to get my security clearance up. So we we're all just chopping up, talking about you know different strategies and things of that nature to try and get uh, get your security clearance up. And these are guys that I'm cool with, but after about an hour and a half of Talking, I was just like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to hit the dusty trail." And I, I felt like I was the one being. I felt like I was being Debbie Downer. You know, what I'm saying like afterwards, I was <laughs> I was like, "Am I? Did I? Like, am I? Am I being Elgin right now? Like, am I?" being, <laughs> being right
3: no, like, right <laughs> <laughs> nah, not be Elgin though, because Elgin, uh, Elgin would have been like, oh All right, yo, I'm out." I,
0: uh, I, I mean, I'm not the type to linger as well no, oh, that shit. You know, I'm not the type to linger as well either. You know what I'm saying? I, you mm-hmm. know that you know, I hate you know I hate meetings that go over an hour. You know what
3: I'm saying? Mm. Bruh, <laughs> if it. a meeting goes over an hour, at shit an enough. hour and five minutes, it's Belgian around. is getting up. It is a wrap. My <laughs> boss knows it. Nope.
2: <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't the weirdo here, man. Like no, I know you I, are the
3: weirdo. I mean, because you're overthinking this shit, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just part of you headed towards a midlife crisis that we're trying to make
2: sure <laughs> you avoid. <evolved>. This, this, <laughs> yeah, so
3: this make sure you have a soft landing. That's all, man. Yeah, is... yeah. We just trying to put some down for
2: you. <laughs> I'm getting tired. You see this? When we watched the mother when we went to Blur, we're trying to help you brace this yourself. Mother- this is the second time he said something about me having a goddamn <laughs> midlife crisis, and I would to Damn. chop him in his fucking throat when he said it the first time. That's real, is real. Yeah, you can avoid that shit too. I don't think anyone really avoids a midlife crisis. Everyone has a moment in like where they. Dude, everyone has a moment in their life where they do some deep reflection because they've gotten older. Or I don't they, think a
3: deep reflection... I don't think deep reflection is the same thing as a midlife crisis.
2: Okay. So I think what you, there's what a distinction between
3: the two. I mean... I think typically midlife crisis is when we can go to stereotypical version of, you know, you start looking at your end so you buy your fancy car. You end up, you know, possibly cheating on your wife with a younger woman. You start doing all these things you create a bucket list all of a sudden you've been on a planet for 50 fucking years and you all of a sudden you want to skydive Nah, motherfucker no uh but i think what you're doing is not a midlife crisis or even near midlife crisis you're really doing what mature men should do You're beginning to actually take account of who you are as a man because in raw reality you know you're beginning to see your mortality in ways that you didn't see it 10 15 years ago so that's the assessment i don't think you're in a state of crisis i think you're in a state of assessment and i think i would love to see younger men at 25 have these type of assessments uh, so they can avoid some of the mistakes that takes place between twenty five and fifty. 40, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So yeah, assessment, yeah. man. Not, not a crisis. You're not in a crisis.
2: Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What mm-hmm. is up? back once again it is the incredible in the black podcast and in case you weren't aware this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who are not having midlife crises i am your host Thanks. big o mr in the black himself but you know i can never do this alone let me introduce the rest of my trust circle crush say what's up what's good everyone no yeah. mr insensitive say what's up man okay <laughs> Shit. He literally just <laughs> told me to go up to me asking me for no fucking advice. <laughs>
3: don't man, I'm telling you. They don't because they want to hear they don't want to really want to hear answers. They really don't want to hear the truth. No.
0: Yeah, they hear not want to hear.
3: Cause most of you motherfuckers can't communicate in the first place. You can't communicate. You don't know yourself and you mm. wanna bring somebody else into that shit mm. while you try to figure out who you are. And you can't tell. No, don't do it. Mm. Save yourself the headache and them the headache.
2: Should we should we pass around the collection plate for the pastor tonight? Because he out here putting this <laughs> <God laughs> if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. It helps the algorithm goes a long way. Make sure that you subscribe as well, hit that big red button so that you don't miss out on the next episode. You can follow us across social media at in the black pbcst on Facebook, Twitter and on instagram but elgin please tell these people how they can become part of the family if they want to do that
3: Hey, we want you to become a part of the family, man. And for all you guys who are already a part of the family, sincerely, we appreciate you. You actually come back and listen to this shit all the time. So that tells you how much you actually love <laughs> us.
2: Coming back and doing it right.
3: You get coming back. Uh, but we appreciate you guys sincerely. And for you folks who are interested in becoming a member of the family, we sincerely ask you to head on over to our website, www in the blackpodcast.com. there are old episodes there are pictures or swag but specifically there's a big old page that says join the family and all you got to do is follow directions and hopefully you can follow directions uh, you can follow directions right yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. On this page, you can buy the swag. You can just donate when, in that capacity, it's scrolling right at the bottom of the screen. And for you guys who can't see or are listening to this, it's dollar sign in the black podcast. Dollar sign in the black P D C S T for Cash App. Yep. If you just want to donate, but what we really want you to do is to become a member of our Patreon. That's where you hear a whole lot of the the B roll shit. The backdoor shit, the back, the backstage shit, <laughs> shit that we don't about each other's mamas and shit. Not nah, talk about anybody's mama. Just, I let's, I let's, let's be clear, door, people's mamas. Man. Listen, and we don't want no problems. Uh, but yeah, become a member of the Patreon, man. Just come through. Uh, there's a number of tiers. You know how to do it. Uh, pick the biggest tier and just forget about us, and we'll be okay.
2: Yeah, no bullshit. Side side note, <laughs> my my mom just happened to oh, add like a, a day or two ago. How the show was going, and so on, and so forth. Right. And she asked about the two of you, and yeah. then she said, oh, Which God. one is the one that's always giving you problems? Is it the light skin one? I said, Mom, they both the <laughs> light so they're giving me. I, said, me is the, I said, Phil is the good one, Elgin is the troublemaker. She said, Oh, okay, oh, oh cool. you're in trouble with the Nigerian. <laughs> Know Elgin. Elgin. I'm Elgin. 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 She'll, and she'll be by tomorrow. So I'm gonna make sure to tell oh. every single bad thing that Elgin has said. You don't want do her. You
3: don't want me. her to listen to this, then. Huh?
2: <laughs> 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 you stupid ass. Okay, El, why don't we go ahead and kick it off with you first, man?
3: Please. What you got? Oh man, Uh You've heard us on a number of occasions come on this particular show and talk about the eviction moratorium. You've heard us talk about the amount of money that the federal government has given out to states to help people during the pandemic. You've heard us mention the $45 billion and how only a certain amount of that has been disseminated and the frustration that comes with that Lack of dispersing of the funds to the people who need it and need it most. Well, just doing some scanning and and you know I got Google Alerts set up for certain topics, and uh, two articles came up, man, that, that just literally blew me away. Because just when you think people won't stoop too low while other people are suffering, you have these things happening in. Oklahoma and also taking place in Alabama, but let's focus on the the one in Oklahoma. This is an article that came across in uh K4.com news where it says the federal <laughs> federal COVID 19 funds for a new jail. And I, I couldn't when I read the the title, be honest with you, I was like, Ain't no fucking way. Ain't ain't no way. Ain't no way. These motherfuckers cannot be taking the money for the pandemic to try to build fucking jails. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? As I was wrong, these motherfuckers are trying to take the money to build motherfucking jails. Okay. Here's here's the one of the paragraphs that I just screamed at when I read officially. Monday special county commissioners meeting was to take bids on, among other things, consultants to help oversee the spending of $154 million of federal COVID relief money. So $154 million of money that was supposed to go to people who are suffering in the midst of the pandemic. They're looking to use it to build a more than two hundred person jail. But the the
0: excuses, the excuses, is for the cause, cause,
3: because they...
0: because because the current jail apparently, apparently is <laughs> as if any jail would be ever considered nice. Apparently, that apparently their jail has uh, conditions so now, poor. Is
2: this... Now is this Oklahoma? So things things in other? Oklahoma
3: have to be going so well, right? They have to be going so well. Their numbers have to be way low. They have they probably don't have anyone being evicted. Mm-hmm. There's no one suffering financially in their in their state. They they it, it, in Oklahoma County specifically. Mm-hmm. It it has to be. Heaven on earth right now, literally, because there's no way in the world that they would take a portion of this one hundred and fifty four million that was given to create a better life and try to build. It it has to be wonderful. Right
2: now. Well, Oklahoma is just one spot. But I think what they're the foolishness yes, is happening is. in Alabama. They're trying to, they're not only trying to build a prison. I think they're trying to build three prisons and three renovate prisons, some th- renovate three prisons. Yeah, they're trying to and build trying three to prisons, prisons and renovate one. Yeah, dude, I don't even know how to call it, man. When you when you dropped that article for us, uh, like you said initially, I, w- I when I read it, I thought that I was misreading it but when you start to look a little bit deeper and you see that Alabama, Oklahoma, Tennessee, not even about republicans but be, when you look at the like the 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 states and how they function they oh, yeah, take yeah, more yeah, yeah, money yeah. they take more money from the federal government than they actually put back in in taxes so now you're looking at them being given this windfall and i use that term very loosely with this covid money and your boy, Orange 45, didn't put any hard stipulations on no how the money should be this. spent. No. No. So, so now so you've on. got these monies in your pocket and you're like, shit, we already planned on screwing these people that live here anyway. Let's find another way that we can like build up the coffers or put money in these corporations' arms. Because at the end of the day, it's not like you just heard, them; they're getting consultants across the board to be able to decide how to spend this money. And it's not like they're going <laughs> to Pay state employees to build these prisons. Oh, no. they are going to pay major it's corporations. We're going to bring it's in somebody, the vote, and these uh, are going to be prison somebody,
0: It's somebody's friend. It's somebody's homeboy. That's typically how who, who, It's going to get the contract. Of course, it's going to be a big old bidding, a big old bidding war, quote unquote. But behind the behind closed doors, they tell their boy, "Put down this much
2: money. You got it. You
0: but, say this it, number. You got it."
2: As bad as it is in Oklahoma, at least I give Oklahoma some level of credit, because at least it seems like there are people that are like, "Nah, this shit's not going to fly." Yeah, they don't there's, some, there's some pushback. pushback. Yeah, not some in, pushback. in Alabama. And Alabama, that shit, that doesn't seem like there's any real pushback. There's they like ready no pushback. And that just it blows my fucking. Mind. Do you know what it takes? I think Alabama, Tennessee, West Virginia, and one other Republican-led Southern state. Yeah, one of the white states it literally state. takes you almost giving your arm to qualify for medicaid in these states mm-hmm. mind you like i just said these are not only some of the poorest states but also states that require or rely more heavily on federal dollars than any other states in the union
0: and right and three more prisons why?
3: <laughs> but think of, think but
2: about you can't that though medicaid, not get medicaid and order to, give you to any build...
0: of benefits
3: exactly so if they don't give you benefits right We talk about this all the time. If people don't have a means to provide for themselves, they will go to an underground economy to create means for themselves so the poverty level in these states are so low i mean so high and the education we won't even
2: mention yeah let's not even talk about that
3: it's it it makes sense that they would go and say we're going to take 400 million dollars to build three prisons one is going to two of them are going to have at least four thousand beds So two of the four prisons is going to have 4,000 beds. That's 8,000 beds. So what does that mean? That means that Alabama is going to have to cultivate 8,000 people to fill these prisons, just to fill those two prisons. When they can take that $400 million and create a different or begin to create a different infrastructure in their state to prevent those people from going to prison, but they would rather put them in prison because, again, we know prison in itself is big business, it's whether big it's business. private or public.
0: Yeah. It's about thirty-three thousand dollars a bit. And this
3: is probably one of the most disgusting things that I've ever read before in my life. That while people are literally dying, and you have the money to make their life better, you would actually use that money to make people's lives worse.
2: I, when Biden came in, I know that there was a. I don't know how effective it was, but I know that there was some sort of strategy to send people into these states to give them different options of how these monies should be spent. So they sent experts to say, okay, well, it would be best if you spent the money here based on these numbers and so on and so forth. So you're talking about going into Oklahoma, you're talking about going to Alabama, and you know that the... Uh, the medical system is falling apart. You know that there's a larger number of homeless people, that number is steadily increasing in these southern increasing. states during yeah. the, during this whole pandemic. You would think, okay, well, we have these experts that came in and said, we need to spend these things on housing, on Medicare, on Medicaid, on X, Y, and Z. And they chose somehow some way to ultimately end up spending it on building prisons. One of the things that I think incited me the most, reading this thing a little bit deeper, you find out that part of the argument that I forget what the governor's name of Alabama is. Um, what's her name? Kay Bailey, I think.
3: Yeah, don't do that. Don't do Bailey. No, it, it, we ain't taking that. <laughs> don't, don't do that shit. No, no Bailey's. Uh, no, ba- nah, brother. <laughs> no. Uh, Ivy.
2: It's Ivy. K. Ivy. Thank you, K. Ivy. Yeah. That they said that that was part. Part of the reason why they've planned on using these monies is because Alabama has been notoriously known for its conditions for in the prison mm-hmm. system. They're Not just facilities, but how they <clears throat> treat their folks and mm-hmm. all of that. So they said, these monies are going to building a prison so that we can essentially rehabilitate their image and so on. And I'm like, that's so how you want to rehabilitate to build? That's that's that your image Alabama? That's your yeah. priority?
3: But, but think about this, too. Alabama leads the country in what? COVID nineteen deaths.
2: I thought that was Florida. Yeah, no, nope. me too. It's,
3: it's right here.
2: Alabama? Wow. Yep. Huh? Hmm.
0: Stupid is a stupid. We day.
3: remember, we are now we are now still number one in the country for deaths. Hatcher set of Alabama's COVID 19 death rate that recently led the country. September 27, 2021, this this state is leading the country, or according to this article, is leading the country in COVID-19 deaths. They won't but have they're people. Going, they're to, looking to take they have, million. Dollars they
0: won't have to people build. to fill
3: the prisons. Yeah. They literally won't
0: have
2: people yeah. to fill the prisons. They'll be dead. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Oh, they'll find. They'll, they'll find some black folks but, somewhere but, to but put I, them I think in.
2: That's, still, that's still a killer, though, because you're... You're spending four hundred million to house what eight thousand? Eight thousand prisoners.
0: I guess. I guess how many cops they need for that? Oh, no, so we need some more cops for that too. I'm sure.
3: Oh, you know how they're, gonna they're going to do that? There's always a domino. There's
0: always a domino. They go in into
3: that. these communities that don't, these rural communities that don't have an economy, and they say we're going to build a prison, that's and they it. use
2: that is sayable. Go back and say that shit one more time. They, they
3: do it every time. That's that's why most of the times. Prisons are in these rural communities. It's not just because they're they trying to make it difficult. for. They become the lifeblood of the country of these communities. So you go to these poor communities that don't have an economy and you say, Hey, we're going to put in a guaranteed economy in your community that will provide for your family for generations mm. What Mm -hmm. community is going to actually say? Oh, going to turn what?
2: Yeah, especially we'll just keep eating potatoes. Are already underserved. Let's not forget that these communities are already underserved. So when they see this type of lifeline, they grasp onto it. Sure, but. <clears throat> it's part of the plan, right. man. It's, it's, it's for, the benef- for the benefit of our listeners, please, Elgin, tell them what you think they could be spending that $400 million on. Because I know there's some folks that would be like, well, you're building an economy, the The recidivism rate in the United States is still relatively high. So we're always going to need prisons. So why shouldn't they spend 400 million
3: building these? Well, first off, you don't you don't you're not going to always need prisons. Clearly, if you look at the poverty rate in these poor communities that have such a high uh, rate of crime, you got to look at the way that crime and poverty are directly correlated and connected, the relationship between the two. And data and sociologists and scientists have already demonstrated through generations and time and time again out there that if you solve the poverty issue, crime drastically goes down. And there's a fantastic new article that came out, not an article, a, a peer reviewed scholarly paper that demonstrates that adding more police into community has the opposite effect of what people believes so what can you take that four hundred dollars to do the four hundred million dollars to do in the midst of a pandemic geez how about renovating many of the schools in alabama how about hiring some more qualified teachers how about giving the teachers a motherfucking race How about doing some more of the mental health training? Because, again, as much as I believe and strive towards being an abolitionist, I know in many of my black communities, we're not in a position to have that that. right now. So how about we figure out ways? And listen, if you have such a high rate of people dying from COVID-19, how how about we address that that? I, I don't understand. I, I, I that's the it's part like, that it doesn't, like it doesn't make exist. sense to me. It's like, it doesn't it, it's exist like yeah,
0: like it doesn't you have exist.
3: the ability, you have the resources to take care and address care. this, but care. you would rather build three motherfucking prisons. I. I Dude, I, I swear I'm waiting for Ashton Kushner to climb on here like, and yell you've punked. punked. <laughs> you've been
2: punked. I punked everybody, entire fucking country. I punked
3: you. Like two states. Two states are doing this. And it's only two states that we know about it. We That's know so there are many states across the country who are mishandling and have mishandled these funds. Now, remember, states have five years yep, to do this, money. five years to hand out this shit. money. Bruh, listen. And who's going to hold anyway. him
2: accountable? Yeah. It's going to be a mess. This nigga, Elgin. I love how he does this shit every single time. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking
3: about who's going to hold the governor accountable for this? Who's going to step in and tell her no, that she can't do this? And that's a real political question. That's not on some who's going to. How do you hold governors accountable for these types of moves? When the money you gave them, you gave it to them without any
2: stipulations, right? I don't think like they can do whatever the fuck they want. To. I mean, I think she's doing. Like I said, there's no stipulation, so she's free to do whatever she wants. to. i have seen that in the schools. Yeah, yeah. Bruh.
0: bruh. I'm seeing that in the schools. I mean, do you, I mean look, <clears throat> look. I, uh, I mean, I know for a fact that. A lot of different ends of the education industry are very comfortable, are going to be very comfortable for the next four or five, six years. Yep. There's enough money out there, enough need um, to keep, you know, different companies and cottage industries fed for a generation. Um, so, you know, the mishandling here, um, I'm not surprised, especially on the on the uh, on the uh, state level. I'm not surprised. I mean, when I heard of the lack of oversight, I'm like, you can't be serious. Do You really expect them to extend compassion? You know, especially in these especially in these red states. You know, where they act like this COVID thing is just a you know, a, you know, a, a dice roll that they had to have that has to be
2: on their side. And let's you know? be very clear: has to about be on their make side. Sure. We want to make when sure these states we get
3: this money, it. they don't have to return. <clears throat> they don't have to give this money back. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's, that's and the, the the worst one, the worst one is that's when it sits huge, there.
0: Bro. It, the worst one is when it sits there. And, and I mean, then that five sits, years is up. Sits and sits and
3: sits.
2: I can use that money. But you yeah. don't. I think one of the things, and we'll we'll close it out after this. I think one of the most interesting parts about it is we're still technically in the midst of this pandemic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's many states, like we said, and like we've continued to say, that have not spent these monies, or the totality of these monies yet. So what happens after we get out of the pandemic? Let's say we're now in the, do, 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 do. the, the, Year the 2023. Of I, I mean, when the, when the when kids winter get winter vaccinated, when the kids are getting who's, vaccinated, who's that'll, be that. that'll be a big turn. That'll be a big turning
0: point. Where's it but go? that's what I'm
2: saying. Who's thinking about these monies after that? People would have oh, forgotten that these states have even gotten okay. this money. Don't be forgotten. Don't be forgotten.
3: It's already forgotten, it's especially with infrastructure. I mean, and
2: with, 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 infrastructure.
0: Infrastructure, uh, nobody infrastructure nobody bill. Like, I mean, y'all have all this
2: money, and y'all talking about bills, this COVID I mean, it's money. So They're trying to force through that that co- uh, the infrastructure. Yeah. Bill. Man, Man, bro,
0: and y'all have the money to to re- to rehabilitate these roads, these
2: bridges, every. Oh. Anyway, Tell me that's, man. That's, that's another company. This shit about to fall a apart. Going to literally be a battle. Yeah. All right, Crush. What you got for us, man?
0: Man. Well, I guess you know it was unavoidable, um, but surely everyone has heard about Mr. R. Kelly finally being found guilty on all counts and set in setting in his sexual abuse trial. It'll be the first time the singer has been convicted for sex crimes against minors and young women. Um. After nine hours of deliberation, the jury of seven men and five women found Kelly guilty on one count of racketeering and eight counts of violating the Mann Act, which prohibits transporting individuals across state lines for the purpose of prostitution. The racketeering charge included 14 different acts in order to be found guilty of the racketeering charge. The prosecution had to prove just two of these acts to, be, uh, to the jury. Um, this has been a rather long and painful road. Uh, to uh to finally get here uh but i think we all knew this was inevitable um yeah it was uh it was it, it, it definitely spun out into the most uh, dramatic and and uh, disgusting <laughs> rather disgusting uh saga we've ever witnessed um you know but uh you know what do you what do you, what do you gentlemen think i mean the, and as, ev- as inevitable as inevitable as it was you know what does this say about uh, about celebrity about you know i guess i guess in essence because it's hard it's hard to deny some of the deeper facts behind the behind kelly's past that may have contributed to his behavior um not an excuse but we see what and what what that environment what kind of individual that environment could produce mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate but even more unfortunate for his victims you know, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, what we you know, what does uh, what does it say to you guys about uh, about I mean, is it is it is this the breaking point for celebrity?
3: You think? Oh, no, mm-hmm. Fuck no, no,
0: I mean, even though the label
2: dropped them, and you know, no, the nigga was going to jail for life, man. I don't think the label had any real choice, but like, well, not only that, it, but it, when it, they will that be the breaking it, point it, for
0: it, celebrity,
3: no, nah, I don't think so. Okay, I, I, I think, uh, first off forever till I die it's always going to be fuck R. Kelly Uh, purely for uh, all of the harm that he has done to black girls and boys for years it's always going to be fuck R. Kelly now I'm one who always talks about trauma and addresses trauma and says that trauma needs to be introduced into the context of people's behaviors. But what I will never say is that we can use the trauma card as a way to excuse or even defend a person's behavior. Uh, I won't say that. I am uh, deeply troubled by this because I feel for the young well, I guess they're the, the the women and men at this point in time who were abused by R. Kelly, who have to go through these trials because remember, there's three more of these motherfuckers, like there's yeah. three more trials. It's,
0: true. it's uh, true.
3: The toll that is taking on uh, the families, like the one I can't remember the, the, the one's name, forgive me, who was, was still with R. Kelly. And broke off ties with her family, uh, and I God I can't remember that her name. I remember, but that, she, she was still in the hasn't been right. Yeah, she still hasn't been reunited for her family. They That's they haven't is. been reunited. They're still trying to cut through the trauma that was created by this man who preyed upon young black women and black boys. I, as a lover of all things black, I can't ever advocate for this. That I think it gets interesting to see how streaming services are going to handle his catalog. Uh I haven't listened to R. Kelly's music in, for years, uh since was way that back. I just uh, it was intentional. Uh it was because it was hard for me to listen to certain songs knowing that certain allegations were out there. We're little, like certain songs it. hit a little differently, man. When you no, I dig when it. it's like, oh, time out, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know. So it gets it gets interesting, man. I, I mean, I I'm troubled ah. by what these young people had to go through, man. Uh I hope it's it has so many layers. Th- this right here is going to be something that's going to linger. I hope it produces fruitful conversations within our community, but I don't think many of us are ready for the conversations that are going to be
2: produced yeah, to be from more, this. There's going to be a load of different types of. Conversations. I mean, yeah, because uh,
3: we struggle right now with having conversations, or even the notion that black men and black boys can be sexually molested or sexually abused. Too, we yeah. struggle or face. That we struggle with Trump. that now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yep. So to think that in the midst of all that he did, he did this to black boys also. Uh, just, just I pray sincerely that we get to a place as a community, as a collective, where we can begin to protect our children in ways that we haven't always protected them and have the conversations mm-hmm. needed so we can begin to heal. Because there's a lot of people, I, mean, I think people who take up the stances <clears throat> That they defend R. Kelly, I think those are people who are either, uh, you're one of three places, and I'll give grace by putting that third place in. Uh, You're either ignorant of, you know, how this shit works, you've been abused, or you're an abuser. Yeah. You're one of the three places.
0: Hmm.
3: I mean, from the moment. You're defending this shit. I I, I don't understand. There's no way. Uh, Same thing, fuck Bill Cosby. Who came out
0: and yeah, try to defend?
3: On,
0: like, yeah, tried to try defend to
3: defend
0: the dude. The the stories about him and Aaliyah. Like we heard stuff early.
2: Yeah, yeah. Early down
0: in the down. game, we stuff heard we heard stuff early down here, you know, because of the Virginia connection, blah blah blah. You hear a few things. I'm like, you know, but then other things get confirmed down the line through a few people. You run around the game a little bit. Like, oh, he can't be serious. But they're like, man, do you know how much money... The, I remember someone said, do you know how much money this man generates in a week?
3: Bro, and for how he many can,
0: people? Can, for how many people? And like like, and like, it's nothing. It's like he pays off everyone. gets paid off. Everybody.
2: For, for all... For, you know I mean, you're talking everybody. about paying all people.
0: But the, oh. money you, but the money he generates... The money he was... At the peak of his power, the money he was generating was yeah. capable of enabling all that... Behavior. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just uh yeah. it's but the, yeah. the Aaliyah stuff was when I, you know the early stories had me turned off. I couldn't believe as they came as they came out that people were still trying to defend them and play them on the radio and everything, and well, because no one could seem to prove anything back then. You know,
2: I, I don't think, think they that's really where... worked hard
3: enough to prove it either.
2: No, they didn't.
0: Well that that yeah, that's
2: they care about black well, like we do now. Well, I'm I'm gonna yeah. say this. I wanna say that I think that we do and I don't say this in a way to glorify it, but I think we do need to take a step back and commend ourselves as a society from where we were, where we are now, from where we've come from. Has it been a long time? Yes, it's been a very, very long time. But let's not forget when this initial, when the when they were talking about the R. Kelly P. Tape, they came out in like what the early ops of two thousand. They were selling that shit at like. Flea markets—that shit was crazy. What are some
3: the barber shops and beauty shops? Yeah, that's, that that, shit and That's was, what I'm saying. Like, that
2: think about, that think about nuts. that. Think about them that 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 being out there for people to for public consumption, without any reservation, without any roadblocks, without any gatekeepers. I feel you. And now, and here we are now, and it's like, now nah, the people have finally come and bent that curve to try and make sure that justice that's has finally be served, right? But I then I also have and it, it, I want to be careful how I say this. There is a level of context that we need to put into place when we talk about art and artists. And this is what mm, I mean by that. This is
3: going to be interesting.
2: This yeah. is what I mean by that. Do you as a as a consumer Mm -hmm. and as a private business i guess at the end of the day they have the decision to do what they think is best for their bottom line because if people aren't Mm -hmm. buying r kelly's music if they're not subscribing if they're not doing the streams Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense for them to continue to hold on to it right Mm -hmm. but i think that it becomes presumptive for us to want to cancel his entire catalog and i Mm. don't say that from a selfish point of view and i don't say that because Uh, being a consumer of R. Kelly, I just say, I think it puts us in an awkward position, right? What R. Kelly did was extremely grotesque, was monstrous. I don't think there's any if, ands, or buts about that. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that if you tell them that you either listen to the music or that you say, well, you don't care if R. Kelly's music continues to play on these streaming platforms they raise up in arms. And that's, that's the right, but I, I think the crux of where I'm getting at is this. Phil, you have an iPhone? Yeah. Okay, Elgin, you have an iPhone? Yeah. Okay. Apple has gone to court in both the EU and in the United States because of child labor laws and abuse for the people that are making these devices. When you talk about kids in the Congo, that have no homes, orphan kids, that are living out of huts on these in these landmines, and all they're doing is picking these minerals from the ground, and they're using these minerals to ultimately produce these phones. I have yet to see anyone get into an uproar or outcry about the injustice of these kids, but they'll make an excuse to go out and buy that new iPhone 13. Now, I'm not saying you don't have the right to do it. I'm not saying that you're a bad person if you do. But I think that we need to, within every conversation, there does need to be a level of context. Can you say that I can, I think I should have the right to listen to Step in the Name of Love and still be able to admit that R. Kelly was a fucking monster. What he did was atrocious because when we st- i think when we start going down this rabbit hole and i use that term loosely but when we start going down this hole we're not going to find anyone whose hands are clean no one whose hands are clean especially in the music and entertainment business so where does where does the picketing where does the outcry where does the canceling stop is my question do you get what i'm saying or I mean, no no
3: I, I think you make sense like i understand your point uh and i'm not even going to try to uh offer a rebuttal per se but the distinction that we make with r kelly and instances of child labor abuse is many of us in many ways and i think this is where it plays a part at right we partook in that in many ways we participated in that because we knew or heard rumors of said abuse and we continue to bump tp2 we continue to ignore that that so there's a level of culpability underlying level maybe a small level of guilt that we feel because we actually saw up front what was taking place compared mm. to the child I labor the situation.
2: I th- yeah, that is, I, and, and
3: I think that's the distinction there. I but again, I good. think in many ways, and this is just my thought, we're all hypocrites. Like there are certain things mm-hmm. that we just choose to look the other way on. and Exceptions I, are
2: made for the exceptional every single day, yeah, my yeah. guy.
3: But I, and, I, and I agree. And I think that's accurate, but when it comes to Children, man, I think that should be one of those. And again, this is me. This is no, this no, no,
2: no, no, no. I get you. Yeah, when it comes to children, I, and I think,
3: I think when that should be. I mean, I,
2: no, no, no. I, yeah, I would just, like to think that's the line on
0: across, but people so you know, it's clearly it's not, about the COVID vaccine. I thought while there's 120,000 orphans out there.
2: No, I no, I and I I get what you're saying. And I think part of the biggest what you just said was very profound. I think part of the thing that really makes this stick closer to home is the deeper culpability that we as a black community feel that we have in allowing this to continue, right? But when you look at some of these child these child endangerment that happens in these countries, it's not just oh, right here. Sure. It's, sure. It's, yeah. it's not just having a six-year-old working in a mind mm-hmm. it also goes to the sex work and sex trafficking that happens that hopes to build up like this it when you look into it it is deep it is insidious deep, bro deep. it is but we don't see that on a regular basis we don't see that the way we see r kelly whose name can i mean when you hear r kelly there are certain connotations that come to mind already when you hear child labor laws you're not thinking about little kids in mines or little girls being trafficked into these mines to be used as sex slaves. And I this agree. thing happens all the time, every single day. And like I said, there will be, when iPhone 14, 13, whatever comes out, there'll be people lined up outside of T-Mobile or AT&T ready to get them. Not thinking about the connotations of where those things come from. So once again, we make exceptions for the exceptional every single, we do that every single day. But once again, I think this is a conversation that is very difficult to have, especially now, right? And maybe we should, maybe I should have waited. but it is a conversation that we, I think that we should be having. No, this is the reason why I say is because some people in the moment, they're like, you want these people to be able to, to mourn and to grieve, right? And not bring in, well, oh, what about, what about? Right. And I, I dig that. But at the same time, if we're going to have these conversations, let's have them. I want to have them in a full and encompassing way that we take a bigger look at the things we consume, the things that we look at and what things on a daily basis that we're willing to have exceptions for. I think, once again, I can listen to I believe I can fly at my daughter's graduation when she graduates from elementary school and not feel like I need to walk out and protest because it's R. Kelly. You know what I mean?
3: oh no no hey, that's, right, listen man that's, that's just me i i i, I think that's i would much rather people have the difficult conversations in the midst of the moment before the new thing comes mm-hmm. and sweeps mm-hmm. this particular thing out of the way and again again so many people have thoughts and opinions about this particular situation that is not necessarily directed at R. Kelly, but is directed towards the music industry in general, uh, how the music industry has exploited black men and black women mm-hmm. for generations of years, the lyrics of some of our favorite artists. There is a conversation that has to be had around all of that, and we just can't afford to avoid having it. Like, I know people who have strong comments about R. Kelly but won't post them on social it aren't media. Defenders, aren't defenders? Of, there are not aren't defenders, defenders who say things like, what about the parents? You know, who's holding the par- Listen, I think there is a part of the conversation. People are saying that still? Shoot. Huh? Oh, my God. People yes. are saying that for real? Oh, my God, yes. Bruh, on your boy Roland Martin's page, he he, he had a whole thread. And, and I'm telling you, and here's the part that really shocked me, and it shouldn't shock me. The overwhelming number of people who were offering some sort of rebuttal or defense, or what about the parents, were black women. Yeah. Mm. Black women have been some of the chief supporters and allies of R. Kelly throughout this whole situation. Matter of fact, at and his sentencing, yeah. Oh, yeah, at yeah. his sentencing, bro, yeah. at yeah. his sentencing, there bad were a, t- a group of black women outside blasting, it looked like that boondocks episode.
0: Shut yeah. up. Yeah, it's baffling.
3: Baffling. Saying things like, what about them fast ass girls? Tell me, bro, the conversations gotta be had.
2: But that's why mindset's I said, that's why gotta I said, be changed. All of these things get mixed into one another and they get conflated. And before you know it, even just trying to say that we want to put things into its proper context, it ends up becoming something. Like, all jokes aside, like I have a my younger brother who lives in Cali right now, right? I remember I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, I've always been a big Michael Jackson fan, and I love Weirdo. the thriller, the album, right? And I had Thriller playing on my phone when I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom and they were like his wife comes in and is like oh, I just wanted to see where that was coming from because we don't play Michael Jackson in this house because they're anti Michael Jackson because of the allegations that have happened with him surrounding the child molestation, right? And The fact that you feel or many people feel that you have to wipe away a whole portion of your
3: yeah, I mean, it's that gets a very interesting. Dicey interesting. It does get interesting.
2: Conversation, man. Yeah, it's very, very interesting, man. Yeah.
3: Anyway. Oh, as a music dude, uh, how do you, how do you navigate this as an artist? Who, wh- what do, you, what do we do with his music? Do we just erase his music? Do we no longer, as an inter- act, like the music movie. never
2: existed? And well, this I mean, is different. that's what that's what know, many of the, the people are proposing. Well, that's true, and I I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, part of the reason why More I do not have a choice
0: if he doesn't have a publisher.
2: Well, that's that mean, that's true, and that's I mean that's not up to me. But if the music is available and I'm streaming and it happens to play, I'm not going to hit skip because I'm on my soapbox. You get what I'm saying? But at the same time, what I've also heard, and this is very interesting, I've also heard people correlate the removal of R. Kelly's music to the removal of these Confederate statues, right? And Mm, I think that there's a difference. I think that's a trash ass argument because there's a stark difference between me being a taxpayer putting out my monies to complete that, and me having an opportunity to skip, to not purchase, or to throw my CD or whatever it is in the trash at the end of the day because that's the decision I made. Not me paying my tax dollars to see something I don't agree with every single day, just sitting in the middle of the road and people praising it. So. Like I said, this is a very interesting and complex conversation. I agree with you, Elgin, that I think that we have to have it in the midst because before you know it, the next thing is going to come, and we're not going to have that conversation in its totality. Because and it's already here, though, right?
3: It's a news. The new story is the 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 COVID. Who gets vaccinated? Who doesn't get vaccinated? We're already. It's already yeah. taking place. NBA season is right around the corner. Right around the corner. have this is, uh, new. Like next week? Yep. Yeah. You have one side of black folks. You're already seeing it taking place. This R. Kelly situation didn't get as much news as it would have gotten pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah, that's true. I
2: give you that. I give you that. I give you that all right right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take yourself into the week so crush what's up
0: man this is a quick album recommendation from an amazing artist i've been picking up on for the past for a little while his name is machami um from newport from, from, uh, from newark new jersey um he's affiliated with griselda on an incredible album called hbo sword for Haitian body odor <laughs>
3: i'm on that and and the of uh,
0: the and the thing about the thing about the brother is that you know he's very invested in his culture. Um, you don't see his face; all you see is the flag, and um, the cover of the album, as a matter of fact, is a, is I believe it was of an infamous former first lady of Haiti. Um, ooh. Ooh, who who was so decadent? Her name was Michelle something. So decadent and, and abusive with her power that she made the people revolt. Uh, so yeah, it's a very interesting album. Enjoy.
3: But is this is this the same dude, Crush, who used to ride with Gazelle back in the day, and he had a fallen out with Westside? No, he's he talking, so talking about another dude. Okay. Um, Hus,
0: okay, Hus, okay. Um, the dude Hus Kingpin.
3: That's what it is. That's yeah. What
0: it yeah. Is. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing
3: is, his, uh, his last joint was solid, too. I need to get Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Westside did his last joint. That was what I was wondering about. Oh, maybe they're
0: cool yeah. now. Yeah, they cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, you got to get into Griselda. Oh, I know you're not, but bro, you Oh, bro. Oh, actually, Griselda, bro. actually
0: the, truth, the truth of the matter is, bro, Griselda's one small part of a much larger tapestry. That has bruh. been bubbling, has been bubbling. I've been telling you about it for years. It's been bubbling with incredible writers, truly incredible artists. I mean Stone Guard Cooks to, to Mob to 38 uh, Special. I mean 38 Special uh, Sauce Walker.
3: Bruh.
2: It's a new man day incredible in dude. Incredible talking. dudes. I love, I love how incredible dude. depth. And the reason why there's no drums is because they want you art, to hear the man, words. Shit, man. Which I love. I love, I love That's it. what that's about.
0: Thanks to shouts to Joe's face.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. L, what's up, man? Oh man, just
3: going back to the earlier conversation, uh oh really spent some time today on this particular show talking about self-assessment. It's something that I am incredibly huge on, uh personally. Uh, Is something that I do often. I talk, take an inventory of my life where I am. I take an inventory of my relationships with people uh, and relationships and things that are not adding value to me. I assess whether they need to have a a place in my life or how much attention and mm-hmm. energy I'm giving those particular things. And if they're not worth it, I figure out a way to move on from them, but just really highlighting the ability for people to be able to communicate those three things, what you need, what you want, and how you feel. I, I can't stress how important that is in all facets of your relationships, particularly your intimate relationships. Imagine being in an intimate relationship where you can't tell your partner how you feel, what you want, or what you need. You are basically living a very unfulfilled invalidated life right now. Uh, And you can change that.
2: Uh, What's up for me this week is actually an article, uh, an article that I read in the news um, online a day or two ago, and I ended up seeing uh, a news report about it uh, earlier this week. We've put the video up on our YouTube page, so you can check that out too. But it's about the eight-year-old girl, Fanta Bellitti, who was shot and killed by Delaware County, Pennsylvania police officers after a football game. Um, After the football game, uh, people were exiting and police officers heard shots. They thought, three officers specifically, two white, one black, thought that the shots came from a particular car, that it was a drive by and they unloaded more than a dozen shots into the car. Uh, Four people were struck, three were injured, and young Fanta was killed in that exchange. Um, The odd part ends up being that the shots that were heard or the sounds that were heard happened like a block and a half away. So it wasn't even that car or anyone in that immediate vicinity that that had a weapon. So they just unloaded on innocent bystanders for no reason. Of course, as police are wont to do, these officers have been put on administrative leave during the time being as they're trying to, quote unquote, figure things out. Meanwhile, this mother, the mother of this poor young lady is trying to grieve and trying to figure out a way to bury her bury her daughter. So um I I thought about that because it kind of hit home for me because my kids are back in school and they're out and about and far too often we take our surroundings and the people that we're with for granted. And then you see something like that and it makes you just want to lock your kids up and protect them and to seal them away. Talk less about the insidious portion of it that the police did not follow training, did not do what they were supposed to do. And honestly, it took the police department far too long to come and admit, if you would call what they're doing now, admitting, that they were at fault for shooting this young this young lady. Man, have
3: you seen the news of the the number of law enforcement police officers who are unvaccinated? Who are I know New York City, City.
2: I know New York City bruh, has
3: a big, big LA, right bruh. Like these folks, there's a movement are, amongst the
2: police. Yeah, are
3: it's a to movement, them. man. Yeah. It's listen, man.
2: How? Mind yeah, you, mind you, you, New, know, York City, you know, New York City. New York City. New York City, has City has is on some to give ten more million dollars to the police. If it were De Blasio, and this is De Blasio's monkey ass doing Fucking this bullshit. Blasio, if it were left know, up to me. And De Blasio is the Democrats. So I want to make sure folks know there's not mm-hmm. just us picking up. Both both sides oh, no. are full of oh, shit no. on a regular basis. Yes. If I were De Blasio, I, which he controls because the New York City Police Department is under his purview, and this all, is purview. all of you motherfuckers yeah. get vaccinated or you don't get the money. Point blank, I, period. And just I'm like you, you, like
0: first thing, you are a public servant.
2: Ser- yeah, we are dealing man, with a are.
0: public health crisis. Nope, and I'm gonna no. say it now. I'm gonna say it to the end. When it comes to a public health crisis, there is no room for personal choice. Personal choice is pe- is pepperoni or sausage, vaccine or death is not a personal choice.
3: And the thing about what they're doing especially in New York, when man,
0: servant, especially when you're a public New servant,
3: New York is really on some possibly terminating folks who don't get the vaccine and worse, which I I actually disagree with. And they're also threatening to deny uh, unemployment compensation also. Uh, And I think that's extreme on both cases. Yeah, I I don't think folks should get fired. I don't necessarily think. Are you
2: talking about for the public at large? Are you talking about for police officers specifically?
3: They're talking about public service. I think they're talking about police officers, firefighters, nurses, folks like that who don't, who refuse to take the vaccine. They're threatening termination and not allowing them to get unemployment compensation. Both of them. And I think there's a broader conversation there that that needs to take place. But. But yeah, I just found that fascinating.
2: No, that is right. fascinating because I think I don't think the police unions are going to allow that to happen. One. Oh
3: fuck, no, no. But
2: no. I'm the police unions
3: are telling their people to stay home.
2: But on a, on a different note, I'm really kind of flabbergasted mm-hmm. that there are actual medical professionals that are refusing to get the vaccination. <sighs>
3: Bruh, it's a lot bruh, of nurses bruh, and doctors who are bruh, refusing like it, to bruh, do it. I know it,
2: radiology assistants who Ooh, are
0: on
3: yeah, this conspiracy man. theory bullshit, son. Yeah, it's a lot. You, when we when we come back next week, we'll I'll bring some data to show folks that police officers and nurses are two of the leading groups of occupations of people who are refusing to take the vaccine. Stupid. And I think police officers are leading. The occupation.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crush, where can people find you if they'd like to find you, man?
0: Man, they can find you on Instagram at
2: The Arms Crush with a K or SP Methods. Okay. L, where can people find you if they'd like to find you, man?
3: Hey, man, for more depressing ass news, you can find me at Elgin Bailey on all social media platforms. <laughs> This is
2: why I don't fuck
3: you. Like mm-hmm. hey, I got you. You want to feel bad? Want to feel sad? Want to feel like the world is fucked up? Follow me at El Jiménez. Check out my oh,
0: check man, you, check you my news Doom Patrol. You're gonna,
2: get, you're gonna get all the depressing shit you want.
0: You Must love Doom Patrol, then, boy.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, yes, that, that boy. That is some that mentally sad shit, boy. I was like, Ooh. damn. I mean, it, it, it's I a feel real exa- bad. Dude. It can yeah. be a real examination of the human condition.
3: But listen, man, when I want to feel good, I watch Hoarders or Intervention. I, I watch other people. <laughs> stuff because...
0: But when you want to feel weird, man, you watch the Zoom show. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. I'm go- You see how you be derailing me from closing the show? <laughs> this motherfucker said when he wants to feel he watches Hoarders. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm, going to leave that alone. I am Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to get with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black, P-D-C-S-T on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And of course, as usual, go over to our uh, Patreon. You will not regret it. But as always, informed, intelligent,
3: in the black. In the black. In the black, bro.
1: Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. Word. Breachers, what up? I've read a black up here, Breachers. Listen. Uh, in the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. You switch fast if you ain't raw. Then you're yeah. whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate, this is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, block up he bro. i a specialist. Know what the podcast brought, just your messages. Like said, they might cheat. Oh, no, do it so effortless. I listen and my learn when I'm listening my benefit yeah. Reporting current events, everything that is prevalent This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment uh. Giving you the news, not fused, without evidence yeah. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments uh-huh. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence yeah. In your house or your tenement, listening to your intelligence uh. Body filled with melanin, yeah. power that's so bright uh-huh. Brighter than stars, bringing some light back to the desolate yeah. In the black podcast, take your land, is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, they pant up. no watch, block up your chop me, can't flop. In the black podcast, take your land, it's all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. back. In the black, like like black podcast, we outlast. the one of them can't, none of them no contrast. Yeah. Yeah, man, I saw we do it, it's Yeah. Mr. In the black himself, uh. What up, DJ Henny? It's your boy, black i I'm out. Now, Lua!